0: Yes, 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 people, it is another week, which means more echo chamber coming at you. And as we do, people, you know how we do, we start things looking at the UK box office top 10. This is for the weekend of the 4th to the 6th of March. And we've got some new entries, and we've got some mainstayers, people. All right, so at number 10 is Ganga by Kafawadi. So, um, yeah, no info on this one. I'm assuming it's a new Indian, maybe Bollywood, maybe just straight drama. Who knows? But it's at number 10. All right. At number nine. Oh, man, I love this film, right? It's Ali and Ava. We covered it during the 65th BFI London Film Festival. It is written and directed by Cleo Bernard, um, starring Adele Acker and Claire Rushbrook. And yeah. It's a really nice film, people. So, um, yeah, if you get the opportunity, I would say give that one a check. So, at number eight, Kenneth Branagh doing his thing with Belfast. He wrote and directed this one, too. So, at number seven, still holding tight in the top ten people, John Watts, a... he did it again, right? It is Spider Man No Way Home. We got uh, Ziander, Tom Holland, Benedict Cumberbunch, Marissa Tomei, John Favreau, J.K. Simmons, and crew. Just k- k- killing it. Killing it, people. All right. So at number six is the new Channon Tatum joint dog which he co-directed with reed carol um he's also starring in the film um yeah it's written by carrigan and brett rodriguez so our number five film is the other kenneth prana joint you know, what I mean? this is Death on the Nile, which is written by Michael Green and obviously adapted from the great Agatha Christie. You know, what I mean Kenneth Branagh is also starring as Uky Perot, Mona Me. We've got um Tom Bateman, Annette Benning, Russell Brand, Alasafi, um Charlie Anson. Danny Hughes. Yeah, I hear it's very good, people. You know what I mean? So, our number four film this week is The Duke. This is the new film from Roger Mitchell, written by Richard Bean and Clive Coleman, starring Jim Broadbent, Heather Creary, Stephen Rashbrook, James Wilby, and Matthew Good. So at number three, it is Sing 2 from Gareth Jennings. He wrote and directed The Joint. So at number two, we have got Uncharted. This is from uh, Ruben Fischer. And it's written by Art Markham, Rafe Judkins, and Matt Holloway, starring Tom Holland, he's second in the top 10, Sophia Ali, Mark Wahlberg, Tati Gabrielle, Antonia Banderas, Priscilla Meaden, and Sarah Patrick. So our number one film of the week, I mean, right, it goes without question, it's the Batman. <sighs> this is the new joint from Matt Reeves. He co-wrote with Peter Craig and Bill Finger. And this time, Robert Patterson pulls on the cow. You know what I mean? He's Bruce. we got Zoe Cravats as Selina Kyle, a.k.a. Batwoman. No, Catwoman. Catwoman. My bad, Jeffrey Wright. He uh, he's James Gordon. Colin Farrell is Oz. Paul Dano is the Riddler. John Tarumo is Carmen Falcone. Andy Serkis is Alfred. I'm interested, people. I am interested. I right, so yeah, that's our top ten. So let's get into this week's r- r- reviews. Are you ready people? All right. Let's get it popping, shall we? Okay people, let's get things popping with a side show. Okay people, let's take a look at a new film Coming to a cinema near you shortly. I'm talking about Sideshow. This was written and directed by Adam Oldroyd. It um, he also produces the film along with Michael Riley. Uh, it's executive produced by Philip Palmer. Line produced by Thea Campbell. The music is from Michael. Cizini Willis Cinematography is Stephen J. Brand Um, Production design is Tomamiya Lloyd Winder Art direction was Olivia Kelly Costume design is Chrissy Oldroyd Uh, We got Charlotte Powers on makeup And our cast, well, we have Les Dennis. He is um, Pendrick or Supendo. Then there's Anthony Head as his agent Gerald. April Pearson plays Eva. And her friend Dom is played by Nathan Clark. Friend, hmm, I think he's more cousin, right? Uh, We then got Doris, played by Pameli Benham. Henry's played by Owen Oldroyd. Bill is Adrian Harris. And, yeah, that's the cast, people. Now, the gist of the feature. Because, yeah, I mean, it's a... it's a simple kind of tale right when two inept criminals break into the home of a washed up psychic in search of hidden loot they get a lot more than they bargained for so uh, yes oh, there you go people that is uh yeah that's that's that that's the gist of the film so it opens up right, with um, Supendo, right, he, he's doing his act in a bit of a small theatre, right, think holiday camp musician, right, I, I, I think that kind of sums up what we get, right, there's not many people in the crowd, it's all a bit, you know, girl... I can guess the number you're thinking, right? And then it's I'm gonna speak to spirits. So we have this, but we we straight out the gate we kind of see that Supendo is a bit of a git. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he just wants to pick this young woman rather than this old woman who is eager to commune with the spirits, but yeah, he goes with this young one who doesn't really want to be a part of it, and it's all just a bit of a mess, all a bit of a mess now, what he does next, right, is he goes mad blue, you do wonder about that right, And, and I will say that's never really answered you know, why is obviously the bookings are drying up. You know what I mean? The venues are dry. Just everything isn't what it was. And he would know. Right? It's because some of the things he says. So you wonder why he persists. You know, it would I think it would have been interesting to, you know, to give us that. But we don't really get it. Now, in the audience is Eva. And straight away, we see her looking at this photo and this coin, which is something she does throughout the film, which, again, is a little baffling. It's a little baffling, but hey. Uh, So, yeah, all goes very wrong at the theatre. But we then have um, Eva and Dom plotting. Now, there's a... Hmm. There's stuff going on with those two, right? There's You know, they're related, but they don't really... They're not really friends. And Dom isn't very bright, right? They, they play that character like he's pretty dumb, even how we first meet him with the balaclava on, right, you're just like, oh my days, what's happening here, you know, which, but also it's just like yeah, you're kind of drawing attention to yourself right now right, but yeah, they they go to do this thing and it's It is a bit nonsense to tell you the truth, people. It's a little bit nonsense. Right? Because nothing about the breaking necessary, because it's just like you're waiting for someone to go to sleep. But as soon as the lights go out, is when you break. No, you would then, right, lights are going out. That means they're going to bed. Okay, let's give it. 30 minutes an hour, make sure now they've fallen asleep. But it's like lights go out, right? Let's go break in now. You know? Like, what? <laughs> so we have all of this, and then you know, what they usually do in these films, right? People are meant to be creeping around, but they're having these full conversations, and you're like, Well, I mean, I'd imagine someone could hear you. <laughs> you know, I mean? you're not really being quiet. But you, for just from this, we can tell that maybe Eber isn't telling Dom everything. So we have all of this going on, and yeah, then things take another twist. Right now, I th- will say the one thing that is, it's interesting, is they the film is played like maybe Supendo can do the things he talks about, right? We're we're not ever really given a straight answer on that side of things, which I I didn't mind. I didn't mind that, you know? Because it did, well, it made you wonder about things coming up, you know what I mean? Like, oh, is this going to happen related to, you know? So that wasn't too bad. Um but yeah there were certain things that were just a bit like he always super Ender always says, Oh, I've got there's more chances of a meteor from outer space hitting someone than me guessing this. And it's one of those things where it's just like, Where the fuck would that saying come from? Right? Where would that come from? And you'd have some more... If you're saying stupidness like that, then you'd have a few of them. But it's just this one thing, and it said oh, all the time. And so it's just, it gets a bit like, okay, it, it was amusing once, twice, but you kind of play it way too much, right? Which does kind of seem the thing with the film. There's a lot of things that are played too much, like, oh, I've got a dodgy stomach. Oh, I've got to pee. And it's just a bit like, okay, yeah, we get it. But then you have him making co- like weird comments like, oh, I could pee for hours. And it's just like, I don't know if you'd be saying that to yourself, right? It is it, If this is a thing you always do, you're not going to say that right, you might be like, fucking bladder, jeez, this is frustrating, or it's not even worth going back to sleep, I'm gonna be up again in fucking half an hour, you know what I mean, those are the things, but the stuff he says, it, it's just like, hey, I mean, someone ain't saying that shit, like, what are we doing, and th- there is a lot of that, I would say, there's a lot of Comments and aside, they would say either someone's going to say that in their head or they're just not going to, they wouldn't say, no one's saying that shit, right? Which which was odd. It was odd. Like, I I will say the film reminded me a bit in the vein of a carry on film, right? Uh, One of those, uh, what? I thought they were 70s, 80s films, right? Might have been 60s. I don't know. But those British carry-on films, you know, Benny Hill, like, it's it's trying to go with that sort of aesthetic. You know, it's trying to channel that feel, tone vibe. It, it doesn't really do it script-wise. Like, tonally, the the look and feel of the film isn't bad at all. Like, it looks very well done. Cinematography is good. You know, all of those elements are very good. It's just the script is... It's not the best. It's not the best. And I think a lot of the stuff gets predictable. Like, you know where you're going with this stuff, right? And especially... At the end. Right? There's a bit and you're just like. Okay. Obviously this is going to happen. And then this is going to happen. And the whole. Eva angle. You know. What the big reveal. With that one is going to be. You know. Because the pictures. And just all of that. And you just be like. Okay. I feel. They're going to take it here. And that's where they did take it. All Right? So, yeah, it's, you know, it's about magicians and stuff, but it is not the prestige. And it's not even the illusionist, which wasn't a prestige. But Ed Norton and crew did a decent job. I enjoyed the illusionist, people, I will say. But, yeah, the sideshow is neither of those. Neither of those films But yeah, as I said Look, I think if you like Those old Old, old school Kind of Films like, you know The carry-ons And that kind of thing This may work for you It's not as Funny as those films But it's trying to channel That thing You know what I mean? So yeah, if you enjoyed that, then you might you might get on with sideshow people. Uh, yeah, you know, it's. I I won't say the acting is bad. It's just like I feel they asked a certain thing from the actors, and the hands are kind of tied. All right, Just because, you know, especially when you look at the way Les Dennis is talking, it feels weird. Right? It feels disconnected from other people. Like, hello, I am su-pen-do. But, and it's, it's all very junkated and it's odd. It's very odd. But, yeah, people, it might be for you, right? And as said... It is coming to the theatres, cinemas near you, this Friday the 11th, and if, you know, you're still not quite sure, you're still not quite sure about all of that, jazz, right? It is going to hit digital not too long, right, on the 28th of March. So, you have those options. Cinema now or digital on the 28th of March, people. But yes, those are the two ways you can check out new indie feature side. Okay, people. So, next up, let's take a look at Demigod. Okay, people. So, Demigod, right? That is the new film from Michael Doliak. He also co wrote the film with Michael Donovan, sorry, Miles Doliak directed, and he co wrote with Michael Donovan Horn. So, yes, um, Doliak also produced the film uh, along with Lindsay Ann Williams, um, and Wesley Omari, and James Victor Bolan. It was executive produced by John Lawrence Doliak, um. Co-executive produced by Margaret Ronconi, Paul Ronconi. Um, Then co-produced with Nathan Tape and Mike Mayhill. So, yes, the uh, music was from Clifton Hyde. Cinematography was Nathan Tape. It is edited by Keith Jared Hollandsworth. Casting was Brandy Goleman. Uh, production design was Julie Touche. Costume design uh, Lindsay Ann Williams. Uh, we had hair and makeup from Dan Forrest, Crystal Fudge, Cara Figgen, and Ashley Treadaway. Um production management was Wesley O'Marry. And our cast. Well, we have um The Pregnant Woman at the start was played by Sherry Eakin. Um we have got Hetikika played by Lindsay Ann Williams. Latara played by Eleanor Sanchez and Phil, played by Sarah F. Fisher. Gimmoor was played by Christian Stokes. Uh, then we've got Robin Murphy, played by Rachel Nichols, and her husband, Leo. He was played by Johans Miles. We have our, well, well, Robin's uncle, Carl. Is played by Jeremy London. Um, we have Arthur Fuchs, played by Miles Doliak, and his daughter Amelia, played by Rachel Reyals. Then there's Katia, played by Tahina Piper, and Tabitha, played by Manon Pages. Um, And Abitha's boyfriend, <laughs> it's played by Mike Mayhol. So, uh, yeah. Um, Seminus was played by Chukwuma Unwakekia. Yes. Now, the gist of the film is this, people. Upon the sudden death of her estranged huntsman grandfather, And the news that he's left her all his worldly possessions. Robin and her husband travel back to her birthplace in Germany's foreboding Black Forest. Already plagued by terrifying visions of childhood memories she can't quite make sense of, Robin nevertheless remembers fondly her grandfather Carl deep connection to the natural world, the animals, and even the spirits of the ancient forest. Soon after arriving at her grandfather's secluded cabin, however, Robin realizes that the inheritance left her is far more macabre than she had bargained for. Stalked by a trio of witches, she finds herself entrenched in an ancient hunting ritual that will force her to reckon with her family's past and her own will to overcome the monstrous obstacles in her path. people, right? Right? I mean, uh, yeah. (laughs) This one It's uh, it's creepy. It is creepy. It is not bad, right? Like, we start off with these two girls running. We have two girls running and hiding, and then these three women come with torches, just slowly walking, very menacing. And, you know, they're just like, come out, come out. They send this big guy to get them, we later know is grimoire, and uh, yeah, this kind of ceremony happens, and it's all a bit bloody and weird, right? But then we jump to Robin and um, Miles driving, right? They're in their, their car, and you know, it's all about um, sorry yeah, Robin and Leah driving and, uh, you know, it's one of those things, right? You're driving through this forest and you're thinking, oh, this isn't going to end well. You know, the GPS stops working. So you're straight away, you wonder. You wonder what's going to go down. So we have all of this. We then, right, after all of this, they, we have some nice moments between them, right? Nice moments of reminiscing, they're in the woods, you know, log fires, just all of this. But there's still the creepiness, like they find dead rabbit. It's just, you know, there's skulls everywhere. It's uh, foreboding, right? It's definitely foreboding. Now, you do get that thing with people like, you know, going somewhere do- and just not like, you know, in the right mind might be like, you know what, I'm nah, nah, this looks too ropey, I'm done, I'm out, later, right? We, we never see people do this shit, like which you would do in real life, you're not going to stay in a motherfucking creepy cabin. You know what I mean? No cell reception. Just, just, ah, just wrong. Just wrong. But they do. Now, this is the thing. If you hear a gunshot, why the fuck are you going to run outside with a shovel? Right? How, how is that going to help you? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, You should be like, yo, what's going on? But, um, yeah. Listen, uh, as you might suspect, it all goes a bit pear-shaped. It all goes a bit pear-shaped. And we, you know, we kind of learn about more of the weird stuff that is afoot, right? There's definitely things that you... There's places you think it's going to go, but it doesn't. And then we get this kind of hunt situation. Now, I will say, right it's the hunt part isn't bad there are bits that you'd be like yeah obviously that's gonna happen right there's there's these predictable moments now there is something that goes a little crazy but although it does throw you off you do kind of be like was there a need you know what i mean like, as, especially when we know about two characters and the ability, right? You just wonder, like, was there a need for this one thing that happens? Because even the justifications, you'd be like, eh, I don't really, you know, because it wasn't that sort of situation. It's, it's a bit like, oh, well, what are you doing? You know what I mean? That doesn't really make that much sense necessarily, right? So I think that's the thing. There's some odd things that go down, right? That kind of throw you a little bit and you do kind of ponder why, right? And I think there there technically is more of a justification, but it's just we don't know it. And what I mean is there are hints of this bigger lore, this bigger mythology, right? They talk about things, they reference things, But they, we never really find out, right? And I think that's one big thing. Maybe there was stuff that was lost in the editing room. You know, maybe. But, you know, it it was just... Maybe that would just have made some things come off a little bit better. Like, it still wasn't bad. It was just... Some things just seemed a bit out there, right? And you kind of be like, oh, but why would you do that? You know what I mean? Uh, Now, the film itself, for an indie flick, right? So I'm imagining the budget isn't huge. A lot of the effects look pretty fucking good. Pretty fucking good, I gotta say. Like, just the um the guts and all of that, that was good, right? That was handled pretty well. We then have got um Latara. There's a scene with Latara, and you just be like, God damn, that (laughs) you mean that was impressive, like. Now there are questions about it, right? You do be like, wait, but how? <laughs> you know, what I mean? but impressive. You know, just the um Shermanos or however you pronounce, that was pretty decent. Now, dude, the one thing like the red eyes, that looked a little bit ropey at times. Which is funny, because the other stuff, like, just when we see Sermonus himself, you're like, yo, shit. Damn, that's impressive. But it's just the red eyes were, like, the thing that was like, I'm not sure, the red eyes don't quite work. But everything else was pretty great. You know, which is, uh, yeah. I mean, that's pretty impressive, right? Like, just the yeah, some of the scenes, like the just all of that, that that worked very well, right? That there's there's these bits that really work, and there's definitely, you know, I think um, Dolak he he does have a good flair for creating suspense. So there's definitely some suspenseful moments in this joint. So yeah. Like, even though, as I said, look, there's moments in the film which don't always fully work, right? But there's there's these other moments that really do. So I think, for the whole, this isn't a bad little horror film, right? I I think if you're a Krampus fan, right, this kind of might sit very well with you. You know, it does make you think I ain't going to the Black Forest anytime soon. Definitely does that. I will say that for sure. You know, but yeah, no, I I would say there is a lot more strength in this film than weakness. Right. Some solid performances. It's the subtitles which were the real killer right, so it started off with subtitles, I thought I'm gonna have to bounce, but I did kind of, I always try and check a little bit further in, just to be sure, and it hit English, I was like, all right, but then throughout, there are subtitles, and, you know, not on a solid background, so they they fade and lose, and, you know, so if you can see subtitles, you're gonna struggle, right, but I think for the most part, you can work out the sentiment of what's happening. But yeah, there's a few things that do hold it down a little. But people, if you do like your horrors and your your creepy, monstery type of flicks, then I think Demigod, yeah, I think you very well could enjoy it. And it is now available on all your favorite VODs. So, yeah, if this sounds like it's your thing, people, go and enjoy it. (laughs) Okie dokie, people, let's bring it home with the Adam Project. Okay, people, so this one kind of crept up on me. I knew it was coming, I forgot it was coming so quickly, you know what I mean? Ah, So quickly, as in this week. But... Out right now is The Adam Project. So this is the new film directed by Sean Levy, right? It is written by Mark Levin, Jennifer Flayek, Jonathan Troper, and the original idea came from T.S. Nolan, who wrote the first draft. Okay, the film is produced by Dana Goldberg, David Ellison, Don Granger, and Sean Levy and Ryan Reed. Ryan Reed? Ryan Reynolds. It's executive produced by Mary McLaughlin. Josh McLaughlin, Dan Levin, Mark Levin, Patrick Guing, Jennifer Flayek, Gregory Dowie, and Dan Cohen. Music is from Rob Simonson. Cinematography is Tobias A. Schleisle. It is edited by Jonathan Corn, And Dean Zimmerman. Uh, Casting was Cameron Kuba. Uh, Production design is Claude Paré. Um, Art direction, Chris Beach, Ellie Best, Craig Humphreys, and Nick Nocaria. And our cast. Okay. So, Big Adam... Adam Reed is played by Ryan Reynolds. The younger Adam is played by Walker Schobel. Um their dad, Lewis Reed, is played by Mark Ruffalo. Their mum, Ellie Reed, is played by Jennifer Garner. Laura is played by Zoe Salandana. Um Louis Lewis's uh, work colleague, partner, is played by Catherine Keener and it is Maya Sorin. Um, Maya's lieutenant is Christos, he's played by Alex Malari Jr. Uh, got a couple of school bullies, Ray, played by Braxton Bergen. And Chuck, played by Kassara Wong. Uh, hmm, that's essentially it. Yeah. Oh, there is a young another younger Adam, an eight-year-old Adam, played by Isaiah Hager. We don't really see him too much. You know what I mean? Um... Yeah, I think that's 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 it on the cast front. Okay, so the gist is this Adam Reed, age 12, and still grieving the sudden death of his father a year earlier, walks into his garage one night to find a wounded pilot hiding there. This mysterious pilot turns out to be the older version of himself from the future where time travel is in its infancy he has risked everything to come back in time on a secret mission together they must embark on an adventure into the past to find their father set things right and save the world the three working together both young and grown Adam come to terms with the loss of their father and have a chance to heal the wounds that have shaped them. Dum, dum, doo, dum, 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 dum. Hey, right? So, I think this is gonna be what you expected it to be. Now, that's not a bad thing, right? It's an it's an odd one. I realise I say that a lot. I say that a lot. It's an odd one, but it's, it's difficult. You don't want to give too much away. You feel me now. What I would say about the Adam Project is, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it, and it also frustrated me. That's what I will say about the Adam Project. Thank you. No, that's not it. That's obviously not. We're just getting started, motherfuckers. All right, so here's the thing. It's, uh, you know, there's a lot of action. There's a lot of action. We start off with action. Because we're jumping from, there's a few different time frames here. 2050, 2020, and 2018. Right? And I think you, like straight away, you know we're jumping to 2018. Right, it's just an obvious thing. It's an obvious thing that's gonna happen. Now, the thing that you think they're gonna do as well, they don't actually do. Right. And I think mean, there's not actually any oh, I think that was caused by no. no, they don't even do that, which was interesting, but I kind of feel there's assumptions. Right, you could you could think to yourself, okay, if she is prepared to do this and this, why wouldn't she have done that? You feel me? But it's not mentioned. So you might not even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Who knows? Anyway, people, anyway. Right? So we start off, you know, we've got a, a fighter pilot, space fighter pilot, that is battle, right? And then we get the wormhole and jump to the past. It's fun. It's big. It's explosive. It's Hollywood. So we get this and then, you know, it's all the interactions with the younger Adam and that's fine. Well, actually, we also then jump with Adam getting beat up in bullies at school. Right now, the thing with it all, right, because I, I don't know if you've noticed, right, but of late, Ryan Reynolds has done that thing which a lot of actors and actresses do, they're kind of themselves in everything, right. It's you watch, and the same mannerisms and, you know, just nature and everything is the same in all their now characters, right? And it's more, they're the cell. (laughs) They are the cell, right? So it's just, instead of, hey, try and give us something completely different, it's just like, yo, be yourself, right? That's what I feel must happen on set, because we don't see them really inhabit like these new beings, they're just themselves and so we get Ryan Reynolds that we've seen in Deadpool we've seen in Free Guy we've seen in just all these latest films, you know which is very sarcastic and the jokes and the blah 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 we then get that mirrored to us from the younger Adam Right, even in the chase at the beginning, the whole stopping and picking up the books and being like, hey, Bivet, you know what I mean? Just all of that gets a little bit much at times, right? And when I say that, it's just because a lot of the interactions, you just be like, "Ah, people ain't going to talk like that, right? That's not how people talk, even with... Adam, the younger Adam, and the mum, his mum, the mum, his mum, you know, Jennifer Garner, Ellie, it, it is a lot of back and forth that does not feel right. And when I say it doesn't feel right, no, it it's fine. Right? Because if you're going for a certain type of film, it works, it's fine. But it's just like, yo, people don't interact like this. What is happening, and there is a lot of that in the film, you know, which, you know, it, it can get a little much, people, it can get a little much, and then you bring two people together that are playing the same game, it's just like, choice, what are we doing here? Right. It's a lot of those typical things of, oh, I'm not going to let you in unless you tell me about what happened and all of this. But then it's just like, firstly, how would little Adam be able to access a certain phone? Right. And then straight away, the certain picture is on the phone, which you'd be like, there's a lot of stuff that you'd be like, hmm. Because, come on, someone opens up your phone, they've got to go into the photo app. Then in the photo app, it's like, what folder? You you know what I mean? There's a lot. So when things just go boom, 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 and fall into place, it's a bit like, hmm, really? Really? And and also, you have that thing, right, where, um, oh, no. My mind just went blank. I just forgot what the fuck I was going to say. Huh. Okay. All right. Doesn't matter. We can move on to other stuff. Fuck. That's some weird shit. I think I'm losing your people. Anyway. Anyway. All right. So, yeah, there's just a lot of interactions that feel a bit false. Feel a bit false. However. However. The actual relationships, oh, you believe those, right? You believe the the love the mum has for the son. That, boom, that jumps out. That is for real. They captured that well, right? So there's a, a scene in a bar between older Adam and the mum. It's not a spoiler. Chill. Okay, Now, there's stuff that happens in this scene that is just cheesy and goes along the lines of, as I said, uh, people ain't talking like that. But at the core of this scene, the sentiment, the emotion, the depth, that that resonates. That hits you, man. That hits you. I was like, watching the scene, I'm just like... Corny motherfuckers, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> oh man, fuck off, fuck off with your emotional rape, you motherfuckers. You know what I mean? And, and so that's the thing. There are these cheesy moments, these moments that just feel a bit odd. But the emotion, emotion is real, right? The reunination, renation, reunions, reuniting When people. Meet again. What the fuck is that? Renation. Reno. Ra. Reunite. Reunite. They unite. Where's the re come from? I don't know. Reunite. Reunite. Woo! We finally got them, motherfucker. Yeah. The reunite night. The... when when people meet again. Those points. Those those felt real right, that felt some genuine shit, that was nice, that was nice for sure, you know what I mean, so it is mixed up in these, you know, forced things, false conversations, but then this, you know, the, the heart is there, underpinning it all, there is this heart, now they do also have these points that they kind of hit on, right, it's teachable hope, um, which I kind of feel It's a bit like eh, There's a little bit more nuance there You know Where it's just like Oh you didn't love me ah. But he says but he did love us ah. But it's just like Yo there could be both There can be both Like you can be there but not there Right there, there, there is that And I think sometimes In the, this Attempt To be like, hey, people, you should, you know, remember this. It's a bit like, all right, that's real, but there's degrees, right? So it's not a a firm thing. You can't be like, yo, no, it's always this. You know what I mean? Because it's not. So there is that. But, yeah, it it, it was, um, I like the heart of the film. You know, we had some great effects, definitely great effects. Some of the fight scenes were good. Some of them you'd be like, that looked mad fake. (laughs) And I'm not talking about, you mean, the sci fi weapons. I'm talking about some of the kicks and the punches. You'd be like, that clearly did not connect. (laughs) But yeah, no, hey, it's got a lot of action, it's got a lot of effects, you know? It's fun seeing Mark Ruffalo as a scientist. You know what I mean? He seems to play that world role. He seems to play that world role. He seems to play that role well. Third time lucky, motherfuckers. All right. So, yeah, that was all good. We do... Oh, I remember the thing I forgot earlier. Hey! What I was going to say is they do... We do have that moment, right, where it's the... Oh, my God, I learned something new from my young self. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. The young person teaching the old person something. Being like, oh, how did you get so smart? How did you get so dumb? <laughs> we did. They did do that. They did do that. Was to be expected. You know what I mean? Was to be expected, people. But, uh, yeah, no. You know what I mean? I love the ending. But that's because I am a corny motherfucker. I love the ending. What can I say? Now, I'm talking about the end ending. Like, the the bit before that with the other bit, that's fine, but you knew that was happening. But, and, and I guess you kind of assumed they might throw the ending ending in there. But it was just like. <sighs> and it's like. The, the now I found you. Yeah. You know I mean? It was just like. Oh, it hit me. Hit me people. I ain't gonna lie. You know what I mean? Fucking hit me. I loved it. I really did. So yeah. If you want. That action. Adventure. Then. You know. Adam Project, baby. It's on Netflix. Now, I have seen people going, oh, it's no Back to the Future. I'm like, but do we want another Back to the Future? Like, Back to the Future was great. I love Back to the Future. You feel me? But it's like, every time travel film, we don't want another Back to I don't want a played out situation. I want something different. Right? Now, was this mad inventive? Was it crazy new? No. But it is enjoyable, people. it is, You know what I mean? It is enjoyable. And there was that worry at the start that it was just going to be kind of clichéd. But, yeah, we we do get to go past that. So, look, it is clichéd. As I said, there are these conversations that normal people wouldn't have in this way, but there's a little bit more, there's a little bit more to the film. And that's what hooked me. So yeah, is it the best film I've seen? No, but did I enjoy it? Yeah. And it also had one of my favorite fucking songs up in there that I hadn't heard in a minute, you know what I mean? Pete Townsend, My Love Open The Door. It's a great song. So great. Well, did that play in Forty Year Virgin? I feel it was Forty Year Virgin, or maybe Dan in Real Life. I think, but I feel it was in a Stan, a, a Steve Carell film. But yeah, <speaking in Spanish> well, my love, open the door. <speaking in Spanish> well, my love, open the door to your. My love, open the door. <speaking in Spanish> my love open the door it's a great song right it's a great fucking song so yeah there you go people the adam project if you like what this sounds like then you're gonna go checky check Okay people So we come to a close On part one Part one of this week's Echo chamber But before we bounce Let's take a look and see what's happening In the world of films Well Yeah it seems we get New cast members of Sony's Craven Hunter Every week This time people Christopher Abbott has joined the cast. Um, yeah, no real word on who he's actually playing, but they're saying it's possibly, um, uh, they're saying it's the primary villain who's going to be the foreigner, who's a mercenary assassin. I don't, I've not come across this character. I do not know It is a shit The foreigner I mean it's not The best of names (laughs) You know what I mean It's not the best of names So uh, yeah I don't know We'll see what happens with that one shall we (laughs) So also um, You know We've got Heart of Stone coming um, to Netflix. It's a Gael Gadot vehicle. And we've got some uh, new members of that cast. So, Matthias Schrofer, you know, from The Army of the Dead and Heist of the Dead. Those films, right? He's joined. As well as Sophie Ocondo. And also... Um, Aliyah so uh, yes, you know, they join godot and Jamie Doman, um, yeah, in this spy caper, which is being written by none other than the man Greg Rucker, right. If you're a comic book fan, you know Greg Rucker. He also wrote The Old Guard, which was a huge success at Netflix in 2020, I think. Right? Um, And he's co-writing with Alison uh, Schroeder. So, uh, yeah, I'm interested. No plot details, people. No plot details. We just know that, you know? So uh, yeah, so there you go, there you go. Okay, so um, you know, every year we expect some comic book fair coming, and um, you know, DC have got some big titles, you know, they're looking to get popping, um, but they've rejigged their schedule, right? A lot of it, most of it has been pushed back. And one thing's come forward, but yeah, most things have been pushed back. So if you've been looking forward to this stuff, this is the new uh the new way it's going down. So this in 2022, people, you've got three films, right? You've got the DC, uh, DC's League of Super Pets that will be dropping on the 29th of July. On the 21st of October is Black Adam, mm-hmm. which you know has been teased for the longest, right? It's been teased for the longest. Um then this is the sole film that has been um pushed up, right? Which uh, yeah, it jumped up six months, but it makes sense, right? Because on the 12th of December we get Shazam Fury of the Gods, right? And I say it makes sense because Shazam and Black Adam, they're in the same universe. I mean, it's all the DC universe, but Black Adam is a Shazam villain, if I am not mistaken. So that would make sense, right? then we jump 2023 march the 17th to be precise when aquaman and the lost kingdom drops then on the 23rd of june we get the long awaited the flash movie so uh, yeah there's that a couple of other things in the dc not dc but the warner's pantheon Right, so Wonka, which I believe is a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory prequel, you know, starring Timothy Chalamet as Old Wonky Wonks, which will be second big film of 2023, because that's when the next June film drops. But yeah, Wonka is scheduled for the 15th of December. But before that, on the 4th of August we will be getting the meg sequel so uh, yes yeah. so there you go people there you go with that okay so some other news right um let's go the monsters so rob zombie is um yeah he's directing this right but he's let people know it's not going to be a crazy Rob Zombie film, it's going to be family friendly so people, if you're worried you'll be cool, you will be cool okay Um, we then have got Ghosted coming to Apple, it is the new Dexter Flex Dexter Flex Flex Fletcher join right Woo. starring Mike Mo, Amy Sedaris, Tim Blake Nelson, and Tate Donovan. Okay, it's meant to be a romantic action adventure. Oh, also we've got um Chris Evans um, and DR Mas and Adrian Brody in the film as well. So it's written by Rhett Reese and Paul Wynick, but no plot details. Now, this one's kind of crazy, right? Because we're getting Piano Man, right? Which is getting written by and Adam Rip. And it you know he's he's directing as well. It seems right. It's a Billy Joel biopic. Yes, it's a Billy Joel biopic. Only thing is, <laughs> they don't have, you mean, sanction from Joel or his estate, so it's not gonna have the rights to any of the music, the likeness, or life story, which. <laughs> Does make it a little kind of crazy, right? You know what I mean? If you can't potentially play any of the music, it's uh it's an interesting one, you know. What I mean, it's very fucking interesting. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll see what they do with that. Okay, also, um, you know, mentioned death of denial, is. it's, it's Kicking it in the charts right now But It will be coming To digital mm, Soon Yeah, soon So Hulu And HBO Max It should be Hitting on The 30th of, Of March No, the 29th of March Hulu and HBO Max And then um, the 30th of March On Stars Internationally on Disney Plus Right So I think There's going to be some territories That get it in April But yeah, 29th and 30th Of March is when the majority Of people will get To check that one out Okay Um What else do we have? Well, okay. Yeah. No, we'll end with that one. We're going to end with that one. Okay, so uh, June, right? We know June Part 2 is coming. Right? And, um, yeah. So, he was missing from the first film. But, Fade, he's going to be in the second. We know that. And it sounds like Austin Butler may be that villain. Mm. I mean, um, now, I didn't watch the Shannara Chronicles. So I, 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 he was in Once Upon a Time of Hollywood. I don't fully remember him, though. But, uh yeah, you know. Now, this is a maniacal character. Sting killed it, right? Sting killed it as Fade. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, um, yeah, how Butler kind of brings this one to life. I'm looking forward to it, people. I'm looking forward to it. Um, So we have that. But, yeah, let's end with this one because it sounds like... um, There's people at Pixar who are a bit irritated now, right? Supposedly it's because, you know, the last big three films have been, um, they've gone straight to Disney Plus, right? So they haven't gone to the cinemas. I mean, let's be fair. Soul and Luca did drop (laughs) during the pandemic. So, you know... (laughs) <laughs> it does kind of make sense But so So did the festivals Because I saw that during the London Film Festival And I saw it in a cinema People Loved it So is incredible As most people know Right But um, yeah I think it, it kind of also Stems out of This don't say gay bill Right because you know the old uh ceo bob chapek he went made a statement saying that look they're tr- they're looking to tell stories tell stories embrace all different walks of life right and he then tried to donate five million to the human rights campaign now they turned it down I kind of feel that is more of a publicity thing, right? Because it gets people talking about them. Because, come on now, right? Why are you turning down five million, right? Because they say, right, they cannot accept it until we see Disney build on their public commitment, which is kind of just dumb. It's kind of dumb. Look, there's been gay characters in Disney, right? Disney have, you know, they they have been pushing more diversity in their stuff, right? So, I don't know. I don't know, right? Like, I say there's been gay Disney characters, Maybe there hasn't. I don't. I don't know. Look, there's been gay characters in Disney films, right? We've had them in Marvel, and so I don't know. I don't know, right? It does seem a little bit like it's a you know what I mean, a thing to get attention. But the whole big thing is that then came. A lot of the LGBT plus employees at Pixar, they've, uh, yeah, they've had some things to say, right? So they put a, a statement out. We at Pixar have personally witnessed beautiful stories full of diverse characters come back from Disney corporate reviews, shaved down to crumbs of what they once were. Nearly every moment of overly, overtly gay affection is cut at Disney's behest, regardless of when there is protest from both the creative teams and executive leadership at Pixar. Even if creating LGBT plus content was the answer to fixing the discriminatory legislation in the world, we are being barred from creating it. Beyond the inspiring content that we aren't even allowed to create, we require action. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. It is a tricky one, right? Because if a story gets turned down, was it because of gay characters or was there something else? You know what I mean? There's a lot to it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of it was a bit like, Yo, that's a little too crazy to be showing uh, how many people are we going to attract. You know what I mean? Because we know it happens. We know it happens. I don't know the extent, though. But, hey, listen. It's all about diversity, right? Now, it doesn't mean that every film, you know, TV series needs Black, Asian, you know what I mean? Gay, trans, like, all of that in it. But we do need these stories told, right? So not everything needs, but we should try to tell those stories more than not. You know what I mean? But let's not get crazy right, and just make that the focal point of these stories, right, we should be able to have stories come with, you know, these things in it, and we don't even know about it coming out, right, it's just like, oh, look, no, there's that in the film, not that that's the big marketing push for it, but yeah, I feel we'll get there, I feel we'll get there, we, we, it's definitely better than it was, right, it's definitely better than it was. But, people, that is it. That is us for part one. As I said, it's a part 2 It's a two-parter. So, go check out part two, people. We've got an interview, all right? So, we'll see you there because we be hustling every day.